Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to talk a little bit about the job market in the U.S. The inflation that gets a lot of media attention, push side, the pull side, and uh, how the recovery is going in the U.S. Quick view of the numbers. ISM non-manufacturing heading to a record. We might have a record by the end of the year. It's a 69 plus. Remember, anything above 50 is in expansion territory. And the regular manufacturing side, where the Institute of Supply Management started, is still in the 60s. U.S. industry is moving along great. CPI numbers came in fairly high, though not unexpected. Headline is 6.2 year over year. Core inflation, CPI inflation, 4.6. It's going to stay up here for a little while, and I'll, I'll get back to that. Initial claim numbers are still creeping down. The average before the pandemic was about 218,000 a week. We'll get down there. Unemployment 4.6 on its way down. Oil probably on its way down a little bit. It'll probably be out of the 80s here pretty soon. And uh, the yield curve, which I'm not going to dwell on so much, is stabilizing. And mortgages are back under 3%. Initial jobless claims are on the way down. The blue line here are the state programs, very helpful. They are in the process of on the way out in many ways because the states are running out of money. The federal supplemental system is on its way out, soon to die out. There really is no rationale anywhere to keep paying these supplemental unemployment benefits or unemployment benefits due to COVID problems at all that is washing out of the system. A very important piece of evidence, and we talked about mortgages last time, this is basically consumer debt, credit cards, delinquent consumer debt. It is not delinquent, it is getting better all the time. However, that cash in the supplemental stimulus money was used, Seems like there isn't a debt crisis being formed on the consumer side, primarily what that money was good for. And it is not suggesting that we need to keep pouring money out of the government into the hands of these individuals. The job market has matured very quickly. It has become very evident that the U.S. job market is very education dependent, and it is not a surprise that even over the past 20 years, if you have a bachelor's degree, you have the best and the widest job market. It is a function of technology. It's a function of the nature of the jobs. It's a function of how automation is working in from, don't want to talk about people like this, from the bottom up. You haven't figured out how to automate handing you a burger yet or sweeping the floor, but things like, well, the stevedores, when they strike here in July, there's going to be a big discussion about automating unloading ships. Some reports that were short 80,000 truck drivers with CDL licenses. I believe it. There's a number of things going on in that marketplace. The other side of the coin is 70,000 CDL license holders failed their drug test in the last 12 months. Well, I guess you can say maybe we shouldn't have such stringent drug testing. And then maybe you should say maybe that's a good idea. That market is going to adjust, and it's also going to move the automation along when the trucks are becoming more autonomous and they'll just have somebody sitting there monitoring what they're doing. It's the nature of the job market. Well, let's talk about inflation here for a minute. 
When you break down the components of what we see right now in the CPI, the goods inflation here in the red is what we call push inflation, wage push, manufacturing push, oil, all kinds of commodities and things, manufactured goods that are either temporarily hard to get a hold of or simply just cost more to produce burgers, that sort of stuff. That is goods inflation. That's where the bulk of the inflation is. That's this economy coming back in a hurry and wanting their stuff. Push inflation is usually very short term. The markets adjust, prices adjust, people buy different things. And in many ways, you see that this economy is very elastic. Let's not get too economic, but it's very elastic, meaning maybe they'll buy this stuff, maybe they won't. There are a lot of alternatives. The services side of things, actually a bigger part of this economy, the inflation really isn't much. It's just sort of maintaining its own and adjusting to people getting back to work. That's what's known as the pull side. Fundamentally, pull side inflation comes from way too much money chasing too few things. We've talked about this. There's a lot of money in the system, but that money isn't being spent. It's not flying around. It's not continuing to buy more and more of the same thing. It's buying some new stuff, home prices, new cars, so on and so forth, but it's not spiraling up. Inflation really isn't the issue that you see in the media right now. It's going to fade. It's going to fade like the price of wood fade. It's going to fade like as gasoline comes down, as oil changes. The service side has never gotten a lot of forces driving up prices because it is very elastic. Professional services, legal, accounting, all that stuff, get that stuff anywhere. People not working in the office anymore, software, all kinds of things on the service side are not going to start a spiral of inflation. So gasoline is a great example. OPEC let Petroleum get up to $80 a barrel, and lo and behold, you look at the baker's rig count in the U.S., and new drilling rigs are going out in the field once again. And you look at the gasoline numbers here, the red is the demand, the blue is the inventory. Well, the inventory went up on gasoline because the demand went way down during the pandemic. And then to recover back to where it was, the demand had to go way up because you have to go up higher than you went down to get back to where you were. So the inventory has taken a little while to come back. Everything looks like this. Beef looks like this. Shrimp. All kinds of commodities look like this. It's either waiting out on a boat in Long Beach or something else. This is transitory. You try and get a reservation in Denver, they charge you to make a reservation, so you make sure you show up. Got to wear a mask, wait in line, so on and so forth. That will be resolved and the market will adjust by summer. So inflation, yay, it's going to be a media thing. It's not going to hang around. Where people are spending their money is very indicative of that. Clearly, what we're looking at, this slide says new single family homes, and that's DOL. It's more multifamily homes. Even driving around Denver, you can see most of the new construction are these huge apartment buildings, 300, 600, 800 unit apartment buildings. There's thousands of units coming online just in the next 12 months. 
very important. Get these people in affordable housing, very important. Commercial warehouses, well, that's the automation of delivery of stuff. That's Amazon warehouses. That's people changing their supply chains so they have their own stuff. They're doing more and more of that. More automation. Everything else, malls, theme parks, new restaurants, that sort of stuff, that's not where money is going. And it's not going to change for the foreseeable future. The market with the available assets hasn't adjusted yet. The equity markets, doing fine. Here where the market dropped down, there was some discussion about when the Federal Reserve is going to stop buying all the bonds and mortgages and everything. And they're going to stop soon. Didn't have much of an impact. The equity markets have returned basically because of this. Revenues continue to be outrageously good. Uh, profits are good. They are not driving the price of a lot of services and things out of reach, and that will adjust too. Right now, you look at, oh, gee, gasoline is uh, $3.50 a gallon, whatever it is. It's having no impact on consumption. For a first time in a long time, diesel is cheaper than gasoline because the refineries have adjusted. Let the market adjust. Finally, on the rest of the world and how they're recovering from all this, I just picked a couple of examples, Germany and Italy. They are very different. Italy was not nearly as dependent upon exports as Germany was and still is. Their primary manufacturers, Daimler and Audi and those guys in Porsche, are still very profitable because they raise the price of their cars. They sell less of them, but you raise the price and you'll do okay. That boom of growth, especially for Audi in China, is basically over. Things are changing there, so they have to look to America to buy their stuff. Well, as it turns out, there's a lot of elasticity in the auto market in America, too. They're buying electric cars. They're buying a lot of things. They're still buying a few Mercedes, Audis, and Porsches, but not to the degree they used to. So it is impacting Germany. Italy, on the other hand, is getting in the low-end manufacturing business as much as they can. They're kind of competing with India, who's competing with China. And everybody's competing with China for that low end. And they are certainly in the short term doing a little better. Anyway, we'll watch the global recovery. We have not gone out of our way to reinvest in what's going on in the rest of the world. We're still kind of tight in the US. And that's going to be that way probably for the next six months. Don't hold me to that. And as always, I'm happy to deal with some questions. Info at shwj.com. I'll get right on it. Thanks for joining me.